A client asked me, I'm teaching my two-year-old in the same way as I trained my dog. Is that okay? In this episode, number 53, we will talk about how you can teach that important command, come, to very little children and to those children that have language or learning delays. Listen in to gain specific strategies for teaching this skill and other very important skills. Are you tired of repeating yourself with your children or wonder why they don't listen? Are you frustrated because you wish your kids could communicate their wants and needs more clearly instead of whining or yelling? Are you plagued by the feeling you cannot meet all the needs in your family? Hey parents, you don't need to stay overwhelmed and exhausted. It is possible to build strong family relationships and have boundaries that benefit kids. Hello, my name is Dina Lynn Rosenbush mom, grandma, and speech-language pathologist of over 25 years. In this podcast, you will find solutions to get kids to listen better and build strong family connection, feel confident in managing difficult behaviors, and to help your children build more language of their own. So if you are ready to communicate in ways that build deep, meaningful connection and create a more peaceful, productive, and happy home, listen in. Let's interrupt the way you've been parenting so you can become the parent you want to be. Welcome back. Last time we talked about how it is that we can help our children come, but we have inadvertently taught them that it's chase time and they're so excited about running away and we want them to stop running away. So the step one was last time, how it is we figure out what we actually taught them and what it is that's going on in their brain. Now, if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to the last episode where we discuss what they're thinking. Today, we're going to talk about the teaching portion of how to teach our children to come. But before we begin, here's a review from Engineering Leadership Solutions. This person writes, Easy to apply ideas and gives five stars. Dina Lynn provides bite-sized tips that I can put into action. I love it. So let's just get right into it. Step one is become aware of what it is that the child is doing and thinking in response to the words that you're saying and the history of what you've been doing. That's the last episode, so go ahead and dive into that because that really is step one. Now, assuming that you have taken a little bit of time to think about that, jumping in now into the teaching portion, Evie then said to me, I started teaching my son how to come, and I did it the same way as I taught my dog. Is that bad? And so we had a conversation about this, and I want to say, no, that's not bad. Why is that not bad? She's wondering. So we had we looked at what it is that her age of her child is. Now her child is about two. When we think about what the main operating system is in your child's brain at the age of, hmm, let's say, zero to seven, 
You've got the limbic brain as the main operating system. That means that the emotional centers are your best ways to teach for the skills that you want. Now, come is like a super, super important instruction. Because if you get your child to come when called, you don't even have to use many words like stop and no and don't touch that. And there aren't quite as many things you need to teach, when, especially when they're really small. If a child is running into the road and you say come, the problem is solved. If the child is about to grab something on the stove and you say come, the problem is solved. And then you can go teach them the truth about all these other things. If they're near an outlet, if they're by water, whatever it is, and you know the dangers and your child doesn't know the dangers, if you have them trained on the word come really well, it alleviates so many other issues. And where did I learn this? I learned this in dog training school with my dog. And I realized that makes so much sense. I'm going to use it with my kids too. And parents, it is not demeaning in any way with your child because their brain's operating system at that age is the same as your dog's in a way because the primary center for a dog and a cat for their brain to learn in is also that limbic brain. But of course, the difference is that they don't have a neocortex that is going to be developed in the same way as a human neocortex. Your child is going to grow out of all this as their neocortex develops more. Now, while I'm not an animal expert, I believe that the dog's neocortex does not continue to develop, and they stay in the limbic center as their main operating system. And if any of you are animal experts and know differently, I'd be curious. But either way, I know that if you continue to train a dog over time using that emotional center that works. And when we're training an undeveloped human brain using the emotional center, that works too. And it's all about what works, parents, right? So I hope that you don't feel insulted by this similarity with your young child. Let's get into what Evie did. So first thing that she did was she let her son taste a date. She had picked a date like the fruit of a tree and she said come taste this and he saw that she was tasting it and his curiosity was piqued and and he toddles over to her and takes a bite and he's excited he wants more now at this point why does it work because he knows the reward he knows what's going on there's something he wants then she says we are going to play come And she says it happily because she is happily teaching him. She is letting him know what the reward is. And then she says what the target is. We're playing come. So she goes away from him first. She doesn't make him go away. She leaves him standing right where he had tasted the date. And she walks about six to ten feet away and says come even as the toddler starts following her for another bite. She gives him the, uh, that bite, and she says, Good, come! And then she puts that date behind her back, and she emphasizes to him, Good, come! You come when I said come. Good, come! And then she goes just a little further and does exactly the same thing. Now she walks away 
uh, across the house. Maybe she's going to be, you know, 10 to 20 feet away. And she says, come. And he comes. And he gets another little bite of this date. Good, come. I see you listened. Good, come when I say come. And so she keeps using the repetitive language of what it is that she wants the child to understand. The child is starting to make a new association. New association is, the word come means a reward and a happy mom. (laughs) And so we're emphasizing that initially. Next, she goes just barely out of sight. And she says, come. And always when she said come, she calls his name. And so I should be doing that now. So I'm going to give him a, a pseudo name for this podcast. So I'm going to say, come, Johnny. And he does. And she d- repeats this process as she gets further and further away. And then she goes like right outside the door, a door that he's able to open on his own. And she says, come, Johnny. Or Johnny, come. Here's an aside. When we call our kids to come, we want also to make sure that they are in earshot and that we have their attention first. So calling a name at this point of the game matters. When he's looking at mom right in the middle of the living room, she has his attention. He wanted the bite of that date. But once she gets a little bit out of sight, then to say his name first captures attention And then she says, come. Now, sometimes our children will be playing with toys and they're so absorbed in their toys that you call their name and there's no response at all. If you call them to come at that point and they don't respond even to their name, you don't have their attention and you're wasting your breath. So at that point, we need to tap them or do something to actually get their attention. And again, we're talking about little ones. And there is an episode on attention I can't remember the episode number. I will put that link in the show notes too. Now, here are some tips, some really important tips. If you're taking notes, this is where you take notes. Define exactly what you want your child to do as come. So sometimes if you're on, say, the deck and the child is a ways away in the driveway and you say, Johnny, come, and they come on the grass below the deck, is that good enough? If you're talking about a real little child, which is what Evie was doing, she wanted come to be so that his face was right next to her knees, front and center. And I think this is fabulous because when we have our kids come and they learn that come means actually right to you in touching distance from you and you train that early on that really helps all the way through the teen years because you can then when they're in touching distance from you you can give them their next instruction or you know they have fully left what they were doing to be able to engage in what it is that you're wanting to say to them so define for yourself what are you going to expect When you say come. And then the next thing that is a really starred item on your list is to have a celebration, a one second celebration. And what that means, at least what I mean by that term of one second celebration, is you are going to let the child know that you are pleased. And that can be a hug, it can be telling them 
Good job. Come. You come when I say come. Hoot, hoot. One of those little quick things to say or to do, high fives, fist bumps, any of those things that we do with our kids of any age to let them know you nailed it. That's what I want. Perfect. Super. Wonderful. It's just a brief letting them know. Evie said to me, how many times do I do this? And what I would say when you're talking about young children is you're going to do it frequently, but not for a long period of time. Your game could be three times or or more even in a daytime, but you're not going to play for more than 30 seconds. Because at that point, it gets to be a different kind of game. And as long as you are trying to teach them something, keep the lesson time short. But let's say it turned into a game of hide-and-seek. That's fabulous. Keep playing. But when it comes again to focusing on the word come, let them know what it is that your focus is, and then go ahead and do it again. But I would also say give a break in between there. So let's say you want to do it three times in a day because this is a a really important thing right now in the life of your child. It's summertime. You want your child to come back right away. Tell them the target. And this works when your child is seven years old and it can also work when you're doing chores and your kid is 12 years old and you want them to stay on task. Using these strategies is a way to quickly tell your child through their physical senses and their body and their mind exactly what it is that you want and it shows them that you will reward them for doing what it is that you're asking them to do. And then of course we'll migrate out of it but during the teaching phase having a reward is very very helpful for our children to understand I nailed it. This is what she wants. Now, Evie decided to repeat until the date was done. And it was about probably a full minute. And her little one was very engaged. So that particular episode of teaching lasted about a minute because it stayed fun for the whole minute. And then once that date was gone, she just said, Okay, we're done. And they were done. He played something else. Now, we don't want to fill our kids with sugary treats, for sure. And I know a date is better because it's a fruit, but it's still high sugar. So what are some other things that you can give them that they will particularly like? Well, that is about knowing your child. What is it that your child will work for? This little guy also really loved meat. He loved Uh, venison. Their family had venison in the freezer. And so I said, well, why not cut it up small and let him have that then? And she said, well, that's really a lot like a dog. And so then we started talking about the concept that what she's teaching him is really basic German shepherd anyway. And so that phrase, basic German shepherd, grew. And it got to be the way we teach come, sit, and stay. Because all three of those are really important, aren't they? Even for our children. When we get come, sit, and stay all buckled down as good, well-learned commands, we can keep our kids much safer and they have more freedom. They know when they are free and they know when they must do those target behaviors. 
Now, with sit and with stay, we want to make sure that we also don't leave them there to forget. We all know what it's like if somebody says sit and you're sitting there and somebody leaves the room and they forget all about you. So children will learn to not stay compliant if we forget them in those places. Likewise, if we're teaching them to come and when they come, we have nothing for them and nothing to say to them, they will learn that come does not have any importance. So when you actually tell your child to come, have something for them. Maybe it's a hug. Maybe it's lunch. Maybe it's the treat. Whatever it is, have purpose in their come. And so let's say we see them at the road and we want them, ah, get out of the road. I don't want you to get hurt. You say, Johnny, come. And Johnny comes. You just revert right back to, good, come. Don't yell at him for being at the road. He will associate coming with getting scolded. You want to protect certain words. And come is one of them. In my book, probably the most important one of all. All right. To wrap it up, we're going to summarize. First, we want to know what it is that we expect of our child when we say come. Then we're going to find something that our child likes and we're going to play a game. First, you let the child taste or experience the thing. Then you say, we're going to play come in a very happy and loving voice and let them know that you have this reward. Then you're going to say come and then give the reward, which in this case was a date. Then you're going to get farther and farther from the child as you say come, drawing the child in. When the child does it, you give that one second celebration. Maybe it is the bite that they're getting, and maybe it's going to be hugs and high fives, and maybe it's going to be the language, which we absolutely want to embed. Good come. When I say come, oh, I like you to come. Good come. And you're going to repeat frequently as the child is learning. Frequency in short, short bits is your secret sauce. I hope you try it. And as always, I love, love, love when somebody writes me and says, hey, I tried this and this is what happened. I love that. I also love when you leave a review. These things are the way I find out what it is that people really want to learn and what information I can put out that is most helpful for you. Remember, moms and dads, when you get behind the eyes of a child, you can speak in ways their brains understand. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you feel hopeful and want to hear more, please share this podcast with other parents that might want the same. I would be so appreciative if you would rate and review. You can also connect with me at hello at thelanguageofplay.com. At